0: To a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, "They made how many of those?" We give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley
1: and the Breakfast Guy, Tyler Heimensen.
0: The Breakfast Guy. Hmm. <laughs> What's your thoughts on soup, Tyler?
1: It's that that's for lunch losers, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> All right. Also, but like cream of wheat, that's the breakfast soup. That's true. Or just oatmeal. Just oatmeal. Ugh, yeah. I hate oatmeal. Anyways,
0: <laughs> we are here this week talking about the brand new Disney Plus original,
1: cheaper by the dozen. Original. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh don't start that what are you a Facebook person yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. follow me on Reddit
0: uh. oh. I don't know uh, I don't know who uh, okayed for us to review this anti-franchise propaganda and, uh, <laughs> but we're here talking about it this week <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but before we do, thanks for
2: being here, and Elis, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, send us an email to sqlrights at gmail dot com, or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. Rights.
1: And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening. Five stars goes a long way to helping other people find the podcast. Give us twelve stars if you can. We could go viral, like the teens, in like this the video. teens, ooh <laughs> I mean, yeah, or the oh my God. sauce. I guess. That's right. Viral sauce. Uh, yes. Sounds like something you might want to avoid.
2: Viral sauce. <laughs>
3: Try Paul's own viral, viral sauce.
0: Ah uh, man. All right. Well, thanks for being here, guys. Uh, why don't we take a moment to meet the new bakers?
3: Oh, no. It's a code
1: red. Code okay. red, baby. Okay. We're late. We're late. Let's roll. Let's roll.
2: I'm Zoe. DJ. Let's go. Arash. Up and Adam. And this is Paul. Morning, Dave. Morning, Paul. We
0: turned our two families into one.
2: All right, rise and shine. Morning, guys.
0: Wake up, Ella, or this video goes on your Instagram in three, two.
2: No, touch me. Lose a finger.
0: Good morning to you too.
2: Ta-da! Luna, strong choice. Suggestion: take off one thing. Solid advice. Dryer's broke again. How did you get down here so fast? Laundry shoot! Let's go, let's go, let's go! We're not a cult. Too, but we're weird. We're one of a kind all the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I really feel like there were a few extra children in there.
1: I didn't recognize some of them. We're the bakers.
0: Alright. This is the brand new Cheaper by the Dozen starring Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. As the bakers, the titular bakers. That's right. Bakers are back. No more Steve Martin. New bakers. There's
1: only ten kids. Only ten kids. Yeah, this two is, fur babies.
0: We got to start. Yeah, we got to start with the the makeup of the family. That's like the big like. one of I the mean, there's
2: like a thirty minute exposition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the story of a lovely lady, so, really. That's
0: <laughs> <yeah. laughs> right. It is. So so far, every single uh, cheaper by the dozen family that we've had, there's been. This is now the third, right? Right. They've all had twelve kids,
2: twelve biological kids, twelve, twelve biological kids. kids, straight out of that mom's poor, poor yeah, vagina. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> with, with with various commentary on right. on said state of vagina.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this this one is very different. Uh, we do not have a we we have a family of eleven right at the start. Right, and I mean honestly, it
2: finally makes sense yeah. <laughs> why anyone would end up with. Uh, even 10 kids yes. in today's day and age, yeah. this series of circumstances is like, okay, it like makes- I could see that happening sure. and without being morally reprehensible or a strange religious, uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah, they're not a cult, like he says in the trailer. No.
1: No, They're
2: not. They're a breakfast
1: cult, kind of. They're the (laughs) bake,
3: And they bake breakfast.
0: If anything's
2: worth culting for, it might be breakfast. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a better name, Breakfast Cult.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, I think one of the interesting things about this movie, if there are any interesting things, um, is that uh, this... It, you know, the, the family itself is not just uh, complicated because of so many kids. It's complicated mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons mm-hmm. that I think uh, reflects,
1: you know, modern families these days. Radiation poisoning.
0: Yes. Yep. <laughs> There's a kid with three eyes. eyes it's yeah. kind of weird, but, um, but yeah, so like uh, we, we've we got, uh, let me pull up the character names here. We've got Zach Braff as Paul, right? Yes. Paul Baker and Gabrielle Union is Zoe Baker. And uh, before they met each other and had this crazy big family, they each had their own lives with, uh, you know, previous marriages and previous Mm -hmm. children. Mm Mm-hmm
2: yeah but I like how every divorce was like and we decided to go our own ways and start a new <laughs> chapter I was like it was that simple yeah, yeah. okay I think, I
0: think they said that I think they are like we closed the book uh, yeah. <laughs> in
1: that part of our lives and yeah. the, the way that it's, it's shown flowery it's flowery yeah the way it's depicted in the movie is Zach Braff like walking up to her with a glass of wine and being like oop nope like she doesn't yeah. want yeah. it yeah just
2: <laughs> because she wanted to lay on the couch one time and not I mean obviously it was, it was just a montage but there was like one time where she didn't want to with him, and it was like, Oh, I guess we're divorcing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, on
0: uh, on Paul's side, too, like, you know, the it turned it gets really dark for one minute for like I don't know, 10 right. seconds. As they that explain. was probably the
2: most shocking thing to yeah. me about the family. And it's like
0: it goes by so quickly that, like, if you would have like looked at your phone for two seconds, you might have missed the explanation yep. of uh, you know, uh, Hiresh, I think Hiresh, his, kid, yeah. Hiresh, yeah. his name is, um, and uh, yeah, uh, Zach Braff explains that uh, friends of theirs were killed by a drunk
2: driver. Yep. And, and they, they, had, they adopted their son, which I, is like, geez. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought that was such a huge thing to have happen. in just like the split second of a narrative. Yeah. That's montage. a whole Roald Dahl story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting that to be one of the reasons why they have 12 kids. Yeah. And
2: they never really like, I mean, they show a little bit, this kid being bullied for like, you know, not, being white, but they never really like crack into the fact like your parents. Were killed when you were a tiny right, baby. Yeah. Like, it was a baby, right? When yeah, they, when yeah. you got him, yeah, yeah, he was a baby. Yeah, so it was
1: it was a lot. But I mean, I do think that something that is kind of nice about that is that if from that point, you know, he's just, that's right. That's his family course. he doesn't know. So it never, comes like, up, yeah, yeah. never comes
0: up. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm just assume that the Bakers are hiding it from him. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Joe Chill. The <laughs> was it? They're, they're just best trying best. to prevent that kid from becoming Batman. They know,
2: right? yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah um and, and then uh, also one of uh Zach Braff's daughters is in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and I at first I was confused because I thought they were trying to like explain the wheelchair with the drunk driving accident uh, I thought that was I was, was like, the like were they driver. all together no <laughs> but uh they never explained anything about yeah, that yeah no. she just
1: in a wheelchair it's a refreshingly like this just yeah yeah
2: yep.
1: like the BK kids Club.
2: yeah I think the only time they mentioned it was Way at the end of the movie, they say that the new neighbors said that her ramp was an eyesore, which is so horrifically offensive. Uh, It's really bad. Yeah.
0: That's Calabasas for you. Right. Freaking
2: Calabasas. (laughs) We'll talk more about that. Um, Anyway.
0: And then, yeah, Gabrielle Union has her own uh, family where she's got a few kids with her husband, um, Dom Clayton, who's a big basketball star. Uh, Brother of Michael Clayton. That's was right. he really a basketball? He seems bas- like a no, football star. Yeah, he looks definitely football. I thought it was basketball because of the
2: no. other daughter. Yeah, yeah. Also, bad. there's no male basketball stars from USA. Okay. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only the women. We're, we're going to get into that. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I was
0: thinking that because the daughter was into basketball. Yeah, my bad. Um, but uh, they also closed that chapter in their lives <laughs> <laughs> move on to better things. A lot uh, of chapter closing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they bond over breakfast. They combine their families and continue having more kids. And at that point, it's twin time because yeah. you got to play catch up. <laughs> you got to play catch up to get to that ch- dozen.
1: Yeah, by the dozen number. That's yeah. the that's the cheaper part. Is you get the twins. That's what two for one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they had. They also decided to get two dogs. Yeah, Bark Obama oh, and God. Joe Biden. <laughs> That was like, okay, that was the most
0: eye-rolly part of the whole movie, I yes. feel. I was like, oh,
2: all the conservative people just left.
0: Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I, that, I had that same thought. I was like, I could hear everyone turning this off, like, liberal bullshit.
3: Yeah. yeah. If they already made it, it past all the... Good. Those are pretty good dog names. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> I love
1: a good pun. I just was kind of like, really? Okay. Especially yeah. after all that about uh, Joe Biden's dog actually biting somebody.
2: <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs>
1: Major? I think Major did. Yeah. Wow. Yikes.
2: But you know what? Those conservative people weren't watching anyways. Cause like the opening shot is like the black lives matter sign. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> that in the house it's like up window. In the window. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, they're living in, you know, a, a house is probably too small, just like all the other families that we've
1: that's e- right. <laughs> experienced. But still, so but still giant for Atwater Village, which is apparently where their breakfast place is. Yeah. Allegiant
2: so Park. So I was like, for them. no way that house exists. Essentially, <laughs> that's like hop, skip, and a jump from me, especially. Yeah. And also you guys. But... Well, yeah. The
1: filming location's right there on um, Glendale, right where, where TG used to be.
0: Oh, for the
2: for the restaurant? For the restaurant. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. It's right next like to the house. looks looked like a there. Pasadena house yeah. to me. But... Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Might have been inspired by the famed arts and craftsmen in <laughs> <That's> California. <true>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Much like the house in the Steve Martin one, Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, they're living their lives, working at uh, Baker's Breakfast, or is it just called, what, what is it called at the start? Baker's it's Breakfast? Baker's yeah. Yeah, I think, I
2: think so. it's Baker's Breakfast.
1: And there's, there's the Bob's Burgers vibe of all the kids working the, the restaurant, mm-hmm. running around, doing stuff.
2: Possibly illegal. Possibly illegal. Well, yeah. I or mean, against health standards. No, it's illegal. Standards. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah. Um, also, isn't LA. Baker's yeah. the name of like a really crappy fast food chain in other it, states? It's actually not crappy. It's a California it's one. Oh, it's California? Uh, yeah, it's
1: California. And they have a really good vegetarian menu. Go, go, to, your, uh, go to your Baker's. It's all a, right. It's an Inland Empire treat.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. I'll believe you for now. There's <laughs> none in LA. <laughs>
1: Uh, right. there's one in Victorville, and there's one I just said uh, there's none in LA, is there? <laughs> Victorville, that's so far away. That's <laughs> I'll put it this way I think there's one closer to LA than all the Sonic commercials that we have to endure. So, you're probably right. <laughs> no, no, there's now a Sonic in Placentia, that's right, that's right. where okay, I grew up.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> um, Interestingly enough, uh, some of the ex uh, parent, ex ex husbands and wives, or both of them, I guess, both of still them are around.
2: Still very much around. It seems yeah. like Dom wasn't around yeah. much at all, yeah. and then he decides to retire, retire, and suddenly he's constantly around, which yeah. causes a lot of whatnot.
1: I I did like uh, Paul's relationship with his ex wife. Like she's mm-hmm. there all the time she, and yeah. trying to care for all the kids, and she's a little loopy and irritating, but it is something they, 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 they rely on her all the time.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, Gabrielle Union's character Zoe was like obviously a little bit annoyed by her once or twice. You're yeah. like, oh, she's here, but she's not very helpful, that kind yeah. of thing. But um I think the opposite relationship between Zach Braff and Dom was like super annoying to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, well, I guess I could just come out and say, I'm not a big Zach Braff person. You know? yeah. I get it. You feel emasculated. <laughs> like, oh, it's so funny.
0: I, uh, I mean, I was a big scrubs fan, so I, I do like Zach Braff, but I will say that, uh, I did I've never once bought him as a father. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like still seems like a little kid. Basically. Like, I don't think of him as like an adult. You know, he just yeah. does, he just doesn't have that like, I don't know. He doesn't seem like a dad. Is this the part of the he podcast
1: where we just like talk about how embarrassed we are about it, enjoying Garden State at the time?
2: <laughs> yeah. You can talk about that. I didn't care for it. I uh, liked that time I liked too. that I yeah.
1: very much liked the time. I mean,
2: yeah. Isn't it one of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl movies? Oh, bannies? for sure. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay yes, Um, yeah. He did a movie where he had kids and like it was all about his dad dying and having a funeral and like the marching band, the USC marching band was in... The movie for some reason, and we had to do all this stuff for it. Was oh, the, the other one killed that's his dad? I guess I <laughs> that, that's the other one that would be directed, the first person think, they killed. Right? Uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. <laughs> I know. I think yeah. I think he directed it, and then they had to in the movie like his dad liked USC or something, mm. so the band comes to the funeral. I don't know. Like I don't think Zach Braff even went to USC, but there's so many USC. So many USC references. Yeah. I think it's, can you embarrass me? Well, I mean, USC? I think
0: if you're in LA, there's no, yeah, there's no other colleges. It's only USC. That's sure. True. <laughs> no other colleges in LA. Uh, anytime it's on the movies, only USC. Yeah.
2: But if you're talking about a all-star football player and then a school right. which later That's has true. the top women's basketball, like sorry, it's other gonna, people, you're going to be yeah. USC. Exactly.
1: Like. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Did. <laughs> <laughs> would the daughter of an NFL Pro Bowler moving to a Calabasas school ever hurt their chances of getting into USC?
2: Because um,
1: seems like, a, they don't need that scholarship anymore, and B, she'd be fine. Yeah, she never needed the scholarship.
2: <laughs> that was the weirdest yeah, part. Yeah, like, just, I can see how the like maybe getting into the team, like you know, would. Be bad to switch schools twice in one year. No, or that, whatever. That, that makes sense. But they're still both in LA. You probably already have a relationship with the people at USC, and then they it, definitely didn't need the money, right? Yeah. So that point, that's yeah. what yeah. And, was. And weird. also,
1: also famous alumni sports person.
2: Right. It's gonna. They're, happen.
1: they're the USC is not necessarily. Um, there's a history of that. <laughs> yeah,
2: but as long as she's what? like not nowadays, you can. Yeah, yes, that's the thing. Yeah. But like, you also can't be like a complete idiot. But as long as no, she but they but never, she's, they, they, they she's, never said she's, she was she's dumb. incredible. Yeah, yeah, only if the other kid was like, I have, I'm dumb and I have bad grades or whatever <laughs> that the, uh, Horace was saying that. Yeah. But yeah, so as long as she like. What could read and write? Like, yeah. and if she was that good at basketball, but, they would have let her. I would, in. But I would say that the Calabasas school
1: probably has better ties to USC. At probably, <laughs> but the USC
2: scout was already at Elysian Park. So, you know. You know, you could tell it was them because they wore their USC shirts. <laughs> yeah, that was scout. Right.
0: That's right. Like, I thought it was funny. It looked like they had only gotten like one shot of that lady, and say, kept using that same <laughs> shot of her. Just
2: being like, oh. yeah, because they got to pay every time they put the logo yeah, on the screen. Right. Yeah. You can mention it, but you, you show that <laughs> those interlocked letters, and that's it.
0: How else are they going to
1: know it's USC? How else? Yeah. How else are they going to pay for all those scandals? True, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> but
2: for no, right. the women's for basketball right. team actually is like oh like, legit. Oh yeah, not yeah, in maybe not in like the the. Uh, March Madness recently, but yeah. like, you know, um, Lisa Leslie, and, yeah. uh, yes. all, all the top people a, no, from the early WNBA come from USC.
1: Yeah. I was more just the, the idea that the, a very talented right. uh, daughter of a very famous NFL player that came from USC would not have an
2: issue. <laughs> right. And like, <laughs> especially because if uh, like, you know, If especially if you're going up to Calabasas and you're already in L.A. anyway, if you're that good, you're probably in like one of these Kobe Bryant Mamba Academy type things, which is why they were on the helicopter going up there in the first place, you know, like so if anything, moving closer to something like that would be. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get into the Calabasas of it all. Um, But yeah, let's talk about how we even get all this influx of cash. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, as we mentioned, Paul is like, he loves breakfast, man. He He does. He's not uh, not a football coach, okay? He's a breakfast guy. He's got his own breakfast restaurant. And his magic is that he has a sauce. And this is how him and Zoe met, too. They kind of bonded over the sauce. He has a sauce that is hot, sweet. And savory, depending right. on what you put it on. That's right. Which sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't I mean, It makes sense for the movie. Like, okay, fine. He can have some special it's sauce.
2: It's like a sriracha aioli or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's pretty close.
0: <laughs> and then they're going to be like... Uh, it's like fry know, sauce. We're going to find out that Paul's sauce is made of people. It's made yeah. of people. It's made, they're made of the kids. Wow, That's, no wonder it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he... Um, He gets set up with uh, the Daniel twins Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a Brittany Daniel and Cynthia Daniel as uh, some uh, investors for his sauce. And they are into it and give him a big check
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: that they immediately blow on moving to (laughs) Calabasas. Yeah.
1: What do we think about this bit where he goes into this place, this investment, this investment place and he's wearing a suit and then he sees all these youths and then he goes to the family van and puts on all of his kids clothes because Zach Braff is a child and can fit into his kids' clothes. There's
2: a, uh, yeah, I hated it. I, it's just the typical Zach Braff. Oh, I'm so out of place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm so were, emasculated. Ha, ha, ha.
0: There were uh, yeah, multiple moments where I was like, Sigh. I feel <laughs> I feel embarrassed, a little embarrassed for Zach Braff in that moment and the stupid dance-off thing that they have. Evil card. Uh, the basketball, <laughs> basketball uh, court. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I thought that was dumb.
2: It's like do you think it's actually physically impossible for him to play like a confident man who is comfortable like in his own body and life? That's a good question. Do you think it's just like be- he just cannot do it I and mean, so he I just think doesn't accept I or think write those
1: roles slashes of it in this movie, but no, I don't think that that is his zone.
0: Yeah. He does yeah, he does by the end like, you know, you you tell that he has like uh
2: He has has
0: a confident role in his family, and he knows what he's doing compared to someone like Dom who's trying to, like, say otherwise. Which is
1: crazy, because if your name's Dom, usually the number one thing you care about is family.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's true. That's true. Uh, We never got to see what kind of car he drives. That's that's true. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I agree. I think there's, like, you know, moments, flashes of that towards the end, but... Otherwise, he's just like a goofball. And, yep. and I'm like, I don't buy this
2: dude as It's just a not parent. funny to me anymore. I don't think it ever was. But even now, after all these years, I'm still just like, it's not funny. <laughs> fair, white men fair. feeling bad about themselves. It's not <laughs> funny. <laughs> Ugh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm apologizing, actually. I'm not sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it wasn't funny, funny. And I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that said, so, it sounds like I'm coming down on this movie, and I'm really not. I'm just coming down on Zach Braff. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm that's the Braff of it all.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they, so they end up getting so like it's this hapless. Uh, it's part of his the whole Zach Braff of bumbling like oh little like please like me, uh thing, <laughs> where this movie takes a giant pendulum swing where he like does like almost fucks up this pitch and then like he's dressed like an idiot and sits now he's like this isn't me let me tell you about sauce and somehow it fucking works. And they give him, I guess, millions it's of from the heart and they give him like millions of dollars.
2: I just think it's funny how he gets the millions of dollars. He comes home and he's like, we're all moving to Calabasas. We're getting a new car. You're going to get a car. Everyone yeah. gets their own room, blah, blah, blah. And Gabrielle Union is like, you can't use this money to buy a house. You yes. need to use it to start the sauce that business. That's what I was thinking. And he's like, no, nah, forget it. And that never actually comes back. Like nope. it, it all works out fine. Just And also she's telling him, you know, you shouldn't give up the rights to the sauce. You're giving up your likeness. You're giving up your recipe. Yep. You're giving up all future expansions. And he's like, no, nope, not going to listen to you. I got this. She's yeah. like,
0: yeah, whatever. I was like, I was thinking like, so how much money would it have actually had to have been for them to start the sauce business and still have enough money to left over to buy that fucking mansion. Yeah. To put in a, in a down payment on a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it had to have been like, I don't know,
1: five, million? five million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is nuts for a sauce for a sauce. Yeah. And well, and also like they start the sauce business, but the only people he ever deals with, are the investors. It's not like he has like, they're not talking about manufacturing of the sauce or like what like they gave him the money to start the business. But those are the only people that he talks to.
0: Yeah, how do we know they're using uh, local organic uh, sauce components? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like the moment when they were trying to get the you know convince uh, just be like oh whose sauce is this is
2: uh, wow this oh, sauce is really good that's how and, the business the really blew start. up as they were doing the <laughs> grassroots marketing that one lady that's they're, probably what Gabrielle Union's marketing degree was going towards well and also
1: right. I I love that they went to the same co-op apparently uh, even after they moved from Elysian Park to Calipasos.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, they moved to Calabasas, (laughs) Capapases, (laughs)
1: Capapases,
0: where they're immediately harassed by the cops and uh,
2: all their terrible
1: neighbors. Yes,
2: didn't we talk about some other movie where moving to Calabasas was like considered the worst thing ever, or something? Probably. Uh, Oh, you know
1: what? It was probably one of the um, Cinderellas. I bet.
2: Oh, maybe. Or
0: bring
1: it on, or something. Maybe. Um, Oh, wait. You know what? Probably was Bring It On.
0: I did think it was interesting that this this franchise or whatever, you know, seems to uh, only, it, it, they constantly cover the same, like, family drama, like, oh, we're gonna
2: move, it. we have to move to a different Oh, mom's house. got a job, oh, dad's got a job, yeah. someone's so, getting their dream, right. you know. So, yeah. I guess
1: this is where we can kind of get into the, the weirdness of this movie, and also the strength of this movie. And I think that the reason that we keep coming back to these cheaper by the dozen type things is because it is a, concept that allows for exploration of a ton of different types of family stories. And it offers a fantasy of a fantasy uh, of a family that can accommodate all of those needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that's a story that people like to be seen told to them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a great way because of that to have an entire season worth of sitcom tropes (laughs) thrown into a single movie. Mm hmm. Which is what these uh, have have slowly become more and more of. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are a lot of things in this movie that are on the base of them, things that I absolutely agree with, that are offered in such a sentimental and saccharine way that I had a revulsion to them. (laughs) And I don't know if that is because of the way that this movie is crafted or if it is the very self same family values that were being put forward kind of innocently that we dismiss in you know the Steve Martin ones or everything else where it's just like yeah this feels like it's an 80s movie it's kind of it's kind of sentimental but you know ultimately it's harmless i don't know if it is because of this because it's updated what a family looks like it's updated family values things that i i bedrock believe in everything that this movie's trying to say mm-hmm. Um, but I found the experience of having those those narratives play out um, <sighs> annoying.
2: <laughs> right. Um,
1: I think, but, and and, and, it might, and it might be a Zach Braff problem. It might be you know it, all it might these just other be
3: things.
0: A,
1: it, it might just be a family film problem where the audience is like. But if right, so so if that's the case, right. Then we gave the the Steve Martin ones kind of a pass for that, and I am I am um, dubious of my own feeling of that, and I wonder if it is like a getting older thing. I I, I wonder yeah, if if you're more accepting of those values if they're closer to what you were raised with, and that I can that there's an agenda not not an agenda. It, again, these are all things that I believe, um, but I I. I I want to interrogate that feeling a little bit with this movie because I do think that a lot of the things we're about to fault this one for are things that we kind of gave the other ones a pass for because they're just like, oh, like white people, family, like, you know, like, oh, one kid wants to run away, one kid, whatever. It's like these are (laughs) the same type of boilerplate issues, but we've never seen them in the real world. We've never seen them kind of. Put forward in this way, and a lot of it's because a lot of the writers are, are blackish, and and mm-hmm. and all of these other sitcoms that have been. He means
2: of they famous. work for the show blackish, yes. I know. not I that like, they are uh, blackish. Oh my God! You yes, should. thank, thank you. you,
1: thank you, Eliz.
0: You're welcome. Yes, uh, yes. one of them. Uh, yeah, Kenya Barris is the creator of oh, blackish. black-ish. Yes, yeah. yeah.
2: and so I, I think what to build on what you're saying here is that like. So all of the movies, like you were saying, it's this trope of there's a huge career change. Mm -hmm. There's a move for the family. um, A kid runs away. A kid runs away. There's a new kid. It's because in this movie, which is, you know, uh, 90 to 120 minutes Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, you have to show like. The highest of highs and the lowest of lows mm-hmm. um, for the family in order to keep it interesting and make a narrative that fits into one movie. Because otherwise, then it's like, whoa, maybe it should have been a TV show. And it's like, no, you and know what? Probably though? should have. Because, <laughs> yes. well, if it's a TV show, you're not going to get yep. Gabrielle Union and yep. Zach Braff anymore. Um, but the other thing, too, is just that, like, family and the relationships between different people and families and the way that things happen doesn't always like take place in these high highs and low lows. It's kind of takes minutes. place. Yeah. Yeah. in the, uh, the everyday boring, mm-hmm. tiny things of how, you know, as family members, we make each other feel and like, over a long period of time and your long-term memory. It's not just, yeah, we have memories of like, oh, this great moment or blah, blah, blah. But the relationships are built and broken on just the everyday stuff that these movies don't have time. We maybe get one, you know, let's get all the kids out for the morning kind of thing. And yeah. then after that, it's all of the heightened events. Mm-hmm. So... I will,
1: I, I do want to interject really quickly that I did appreciate that this movie uh, started with narration of here's this kid, here's what they're about.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: and and kind of got, that was the first thing that we got is like, here is mainly that's because we don't hear about the kids for kind of the rest of the movie, at least some of them. Um, but I, they did at least attempt to inject that in there.
0: Yeah. They all go by like fast and furious in the beginning. And I was like, I'm not gonna remember any of these kids. And I did, I did like, you know, about halfway through the movie, I was thinking like, I'm going to go on there and be like, Oh, again, it's only about the adults. Like there's nothing about the kids, but I do feel like they fit in, you know, obviously we can't get every kid. Yeah. But I do feel like the kid, the, some of the kids get like equal importance equally important stories and Mm -hmm. weight. You know, we we get to see into their inner lives a bit more than some of the other previous films I think. and honestly
2: the two kids that got shortchanged were the two teenage white girls yeah and yeah. i didn't really care yeah like yeah, i mean i got a- <laughs> it i saw them i was like okay i get it a- and that's it
0: <laughs> there's a moment you know there's a what i thought was a really hilarious moment because this, this i had that same thought uh in the end credits they kind of have this like here's what happened to everybody thing and there was one where it was like oh uh this girl became the pr for the punk band and i was like wait they're in a punk band and then i'm like <laughs> Oh, right. That was mentioned way back in the beginning,
1: but never again. That's why he got her an Alcatraz hat.
2: (laughs) And if anything, it's nice because this kind of character, if it had a collective conscience, would be sick of being the center of attention Mm. and, oh, let's feel so bad for this girl that's Mm. in a wheelchair and talk about how she doesn't, you know, instead just having her be there and... Not really drawing much attention to it is actually like a refreshing yeah. thing,
1: like you mentioned before. I'm so happy you brought up the end credits because <laughs> <laughs> they these are end credit title cards that nobody's head is on the body that it belongs to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. nobody's nobody's, nobody's in the same room nobody's <laughs> in the location it would be hard to define there is less of what is actually real in these end credits than anything it is they were so obscenely bad
0: <laughs> it, it was like you know when the, when the movie was ending I was like oh are there gonna be bloopers like there were in the last ones and I was wondering like okay maybe the answer was yes maybe <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Graphic design. Outdoors.
0: I like, maybe there weren't any good bloopers. And someone was like, people are going to want to know what happened to these characters after this. And uh, let's add this in at the
2: last second. But
1: I feel like that this movie, a lot of this movie was first take, last take, get it out the door.
2: Yeah. I mean, with the way Disney Plus is doing it, there's going to be a cheaper by the dozen assembled behind the scenes special <laughs> coming out in three weeks. That's true. Uh, if you work for the company, far away from this movie. I do think there's
0: something interesting to talk about uh, with these films, like how, uh, you know, they're, they're, they were all released in very like distinct eras and like the values you're talking about, the values reflected in the films. And I I think it's really interesting to look at the, you know, each pairing, you know, we've got the early sequel, uh, uh, original and the early sequel, and then the Steve Martin ones, and then this one, and they all like very much reflect the, You know, time period that they were released in. I
1: think. I I I think so, but I also think that like I almost made realize that the early two thousands ones were almost like too nostalgic. Like they were talking about, you know, family dynamics that were of like the '50s and '60s, yeah, uh, and not kind of the more modern family dynamics that you know they're trying to explore here.
2: Hollywood well, was that's, really in catch up mode back then. They really I feel were, like, yes. and now yeah. we're, you know, in a better place. That's what I'm saying. But, like, yes,
0: because it because it reflects like what popular culture yeah. was like in 2003 or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Um, and like, so for me, if if you're if you're, I don't know, for me, if you're like. I want to watch a cheaper by the dozen movie. Like, mm-hmm. unless you're like a huge Steve Martin fan, like, mm-hmm. and your family is and you're, whatever, if you're going to like watch this with your family, I feel like you should watch this one because it has the best. Um, it has the most current, like as yeah. far as like, you know, dealing with racial issues and family values and stuff. I feel like, this would be the one I'm not saying it's the best movie or anything, but if you're going to choose, if one, they're telling,
1: if they're all telling the same story, this is the one that's yeah, telling it with all very, the, with the values very, that are most relevant.
0: As we talked about, they cover very similar ground. Yep. Like, I think you should just watch this one. And I,
2: you know, I've been like bitching and complaining since the first one about like, we're not thinking about how mm-hmm. a different kind of family with 12 kids would be looked at. And this movie like does deal with those issues, mostly pretty head on. Um, they never quite get to the issue that I keep bringing up that most of the time people of color having 12 kids would not be considered cute at all by society. Mm-hmm. They would think of it as sort of like a, welfare cash grab sort of situation but she does you know talk about a lot of things gabrielle mm. union in this movie she's like she's mistaken for the nanny once mm. which makes no sense because it's two interracial kids that yeah. they, she's mistaken for the nanny for but anyways she's mistaken as the nanny um, she talks about not being able there's a rent a cop in their neighborhood that mm. won't stop following her around just because and tells her not to play loud music the moment they arrive.
1: Um, And, and she calls him out in a very direct and I think fantastic way in that. Right. But then
2: later in the movie, it's revealed that this guy's still following her around whenever she leaves. So, and I, um, I,
0: I just feel like, you know, I was, I was, I thought it was really like, refreshing and strong that they have these like super honest moments in this Mm -hmm. movie that I was not expecting them. Like, like the, like I was, you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't be blown away by this, but I was blown away by the, like, you know, the, the very, you know, long moment and like focus on, you know, the, the two twin kids playing with those plastic guns and how like, there's this whole conversation about how like they, these are for indoor only. You can't play yep. with them out. And I just felt like that was really honest and real. That is something that I was not expecting to see in this movie. That is, you know, maybe people going in are like, Oh, it's just going to be a fun, lighthearted family film, but it actually deals with like real, you know, it touches on real, um, you know, situations that people are facing today.
1: Yeah. I thought that Dom's conversation with, with Zach Braff, you know, saying that yeah. you can't raise my son in a way that can prepare him for how the world's going to see him. Is like, well, he's just a goofy nerdy kid? And it's like, that's not how the world's going to see him was a very, um, uh, it, it was it was a fantastic conversation I feel like that it's one of those things that might have got hand waved away because they, they, they come to their they're like oh well we can get along and I, I think that that's the right way to go about it but I do think that it is a, a far more complicated issue Um, and
2: he, he mentions it when the conflict first happened yes. to say like you're not qualified to raise my black kids yes. and, um, and I thought maybe like that with you know, the people who made this movie in the shorthand that we might just kind of like go from there. And like, it's the shorthand for it and we all get it. And, Mm -hmm. but then I was surprised that then they really got into it it. in way more detail when they have this conversation alone, Mm -hmm. um, later. And, uh, you know, it, it was great. And, you know, like Zach Braff's character responds in like, the best way that you would want a white person to yep. respond to that conversation. Like, it's like, it's like he read it from an article about exactly what to say when you have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people who like need to see that. And maybe yeah. people mm-hmm. who will still be like, a lot of them won't watch it anyway, but you know, there are, will be a lot of people who watch this movie that still kind of are like, Oh my gosh, wow. I never really thought about it that way. You know, like uh well-meaning people that just, you know, like, like how, Zach Braff was being. He tried to say like, yeah. I also have my my other kids are black also. So, yeah. but he's like, it's just not the same, and and he's much older, of course. And, and he so. acknowledges that. And I, I I think that that that's kind of the thing I want to
1: interrogate here of how these family films and the way that they they they. How we as a society need these values told back to us, mm-hmm. and how that, that internalizes—I I, I think actual progress. And I think that some of these family movies are. So I, I guess the, the suspicion that I have is—is is me being like, oh, it's overly so sentimental, or it's overly this, and it's like, well, no. I think that this type of entertainment, this time of broad, this type of broad family content, having these types of message. Is really really important, even if it's not. Doesn't feel like it's speaking to me. But then I also want to interrogate: Am I being? Am I being dismissive and being like, "Oh, like it's it's not speaking to me"? It's like well, I feel it, like right.
2: I feel like
0: seeing it in this kind of product, you know, where it's like coming from. You know, it's like this big. What you think of as like mm-hmm. a big corporate thing, it's Disney. But I feel like seeing it come together like this it helps normalize those values yeah. and like you know, seeing it in something where like, you know, I, I I really want to applaud them for putting together this team and telling it this way because they easily could have been like Steve Martin's back for cheaper by the dozen three or whatever. And it could (laughs) have just been a whole nother white family. And it, I'm sure that movie could have also gotten made and they decided to do it this way. And I, I think it's important.
1: Yeah. I think it's the question of, is this, does it, I think it's a subtle question where it's, does this type of packaging help move society's forward and I think that it does right but does this type of packaging also reduce the issues to a point where it causes that that is why it's taken so long from while we're dealing with you know like you said Hollywood's playing catch-up in 2003 2005 Mm -hmm. because we're telling ourselves these nice stories and Mm -hmm. these nice you know buttoned up versions of it I, I think there's a, there's there's a tension between those two yeah. things.
2: It's also too that you know you need to be giving these messages to everyone in different packages. Yes. You know, like yep. not everyone is gonna watch. When they see us on Netflix, but you know, like, (laughs) but maybe some people can handle cheaper by the dozen of Disney Plus, and it's like, okay, you know, like, you obviously it's a different degree, but some of the same messages, and they'll begin to absorb it and hopefully build to a point when then they can watch like the more deeper examinations of these issues. And yeah, you know, I applaud them for putting this part in the movie, Mm -hmm. but there was a part of me too that's kind of like, oh god, this is like lame. I know this, obviously, you know, like, this is blah blah blah. Maybe. it's trite but it's like it's not trite yet for like a large percentage of people and so let's just let them absorb this and i can't wait until the day where you know we don't actually even need to have something like so plainly put forward in a movie and can get to like more um, nuanced examinations of it but we're just not there yet and in the meantime this is a nice friendly package Mm -hmm. for people to sort of absorb it
0: yeah i agree i think it's important to have that the, those values and, and uh, ideas going out in a bunch of different ways. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, you don't know who's hitting play on this and just yeah. letting their kids watch or whatever. And right. and even if it's not something that the parents value, but maybe they're not paying attention and the kid like, you know,
1: takes well, that in. And, and I, I think about that from, from the kid's perspective too, it's like these family movies, we all have a lot of our beliefs probably defined by the movies, you know, by, right. by, by, Cool runnings by, you know, these (laughs) these movies that are, that were probably cheesy for everyone at the time, but like when you're a kid growing up, they become so important to you. And I think that that's why I, I was suspicious of that sense, that cynicism that I felt of like, oh, this is lame or, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever it is. Like, I, I think that that is, I think it is important and I think it's, it's important to, to give it credit for that, even if it is overly sentimental and overly simplified. Um, and that it's not, I think that your point was the, the kind of actually illuminated think about it is that these different packages for different people Mm -hmm. and that we, you need these broad spectrum family movie packages to be delivering these messages and also have, you know, everything else available. But if this is a first step for somebody, then that's incredibly valid and incredibly useful, even if it is a little hokey in the context of, you know, a 90 minute family movie.
2: Right. And I think also it's interesting that like um you know uh the first the Gilbert family we saw them welcome a new child and I kept saying, "Oh, I bet Gabriella Union's going to be pregnant at the end of this." And obviously <laughs> she wasn't, so <laughs> I lose that bet, but I like that she wasn't. I didn't yeah, actually yeah. want that to happen. I just figured what's the most cheesy screenwriter thing yeah. I could think of, you know, but But in oh sorry. No. But instead <laughs> they end up basically like fostering or adopting you know his nephew yeah. um, well actually you know it is foster because in the yeah. and he goes back to his mom um, and uh, yeah it's the first time we've seen any of these families like have that kind of uh, generosity to bring in a for- fully formed you know old teenager which is something that you know a a lot of people don't do you know that's great to adopt babies and stuff but this kind of thing is way more rare
1: yeah it was it was incredible that they had adoption and fostering in here and like Mm -hmm. i said it's like that's why i think that this story will always be told because there's just it's just a incredible vehicle for telling family dynamic stories
2: right yeah and then the reason that he is running away at the end for the climax of the movie is just like so much better and deeper and yeah. more nuanced than like, Oh, the the redheaded, not stepchild got sad and <laughs> ran away. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Which us white children do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I, I did think that it was, I, I really did appreciate that part. And I also appreciated that there was some seriousness of, of when Zach Braff's, when Paul's, you know, got the call that his sister is back in rehab and Mm -hmm. you know, that there was a family thing that they, that they dealt with together. And, um,
0: yeah, I think, I mean, that's one of the things I really love about the movie is that like, it feels like. They present a family that is complicated and messy in all the different ways that like a modern family can like all the different problems that like a modern family can come up against. Not obviously not everything. Right. But yeah. like I just love that there were all these, you know, we've seen this this is now the fifth time we're seeing like a cheaper by the dozen story. And there's just so many other layers here that we haven't seen before, like with the, you know, the the exes being around, the blended family. Uh, you know, dealing with uh, another family member's child and the situation there, and I just thought that was really smart of them and interesting that they like were able to find all these new layers and things to explore that we haven't seen before.
1: And I do wonder, like I, I to as we talked about, I do think it would work better as a TV show. I think that if there was if yeah. there was there was you know fun hijinks and everything, and then. Some of these conversations were interspersed and in, across episodes. I think that that would be very good. I also nobody think, wants
0: to make a TV show with twelve kids.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the, the most I got was seven. Yeah. yeah, It didn't turn out so well. <laughs> yeah. oh, I used to love that show. Sadly, oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And I, but I do think that after everything that we just said, I do think that how some of these moments are executed. Are they feel, and I don't know if it's a digital thing, I don't know if it is a modern thing, but they they feel less polished than uh, even some of like the Stephen Martin things. And I don't know if it's although I
2: feel like this felt much more like it's much more cinematic and much more like a movie event than that Home Alone movie. Oh, oh, yeah, Home Sweet Home Alone. Like this was much better. Oh, absolutely. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, I, I, I guess, I, I. That
1: was another element of it that I just wanted to bring up and see how you guys. What well, this you does thought this does
0: it. look like it is Gail Lerner, uh, the director. It looks it first, look feature. Like it is a first feature is the first feature. But that. Uh,
1: but I mean, she's incredibly experienced. Yeah, in she's directed. Run, and she's and,
0: directed and, episodes yeah. of Grace and Frankie, Blackish. Yeah. She's an exec producer on Blackish. Yeah. Okay. So. Awesome. Definitely very experienced, but is the first first uh, yeah. directorial day. But uh,
2: Levy still hanging around in the shadows, <laughs> producing, um, yeah, and true. the the Gilbreths still getting a. Uh, based was, on credit, yeah, yeah. and, and you, an Easter egg. I, yes, I was gonna say, did you <laughs> guys, did you guys hear that? I, I sure did. We were probably one of the ten people <laughs> <Which> in the <laughs> world that I noticed know, that. I know. That's like Three. it's not even in the. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm
2: really? saying there's at least seven others out there. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe
1: you listeners, if you got it, you did, Well, maybe we'll talk about it here. You can uh, comment on it and see if we, uh, if you, if you caught the Easter egg.
3: I
0: don't even remember, yeah, I, I don't remember what line was being said, but I was like, oh my God, it's the movie. Right, beans.
2: right. Beans. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was not beans. And there were
2: no beans. It was the So death. this is the first family, there were yeah. absolutely no references to beans How can you have breakfast kind. without beans? Uh, I don't know. Well, we aren't in Costa Rica yet.
1: Yeah, well, fair enough.
2: Or but, the UK. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but- uh, No chilaquiles on that menu. Okay. All right.
2: Are there- He so, had breakfast and geladas, but there did.
1: didn't appear to be any beans with no. them.
0: So I don't know if there's any other like specific plot point things you guys want to talk about.
1: Well, the the only thing I want to talk about is that they finally fucking did it. What? Made the Baker's Dozen joke. Oh,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the only two notes I wrote down other than these fun facts about the child actors, uh, I just wrote the word emasculation. Um, and then I wrote cuties because god forbid oh, yeah. she call it an orange or oh, yeah. a mandarin of Bagel. some sort Cutie. you know i can't wait to see the uh, I, I don't really go to the grocery store but if i did i'm sure i'd see a cuties box with picture of Gabriel the picture gabrielle union dozen. on yeah. the side yeah, yeah. <laughs> promotional consideration
0: i uh, did think uh, i made the joke at the start of the episode about how this was anti-franchise propaganda and <laughs> because right. it is like one of the main plot points is that like the you know the the twin uh, moguls would like to f- turn it into a franchise and he eventually Paul and uh, Zoe fight back against that. And I was just thought it was funny because over here, we're like franchise, please. What was other it, franchise? Yeah, what other franchises franchises can we talk, I know. It's can like we a talk about? Thing, but yeah, it's a different type of franchise, but yeah.
2: Um, I think it also like the ages of the kids skew like even younger. Cause we don't have anyone who's like, she is in her senior year of high school, I guess. Well, I guess maybe the Gilbros had, that was the deal with Anne, but that's true. Yeah, yeah, it was like which is
1: because that's Marian age back then, right? Yeah. but
2: yeah, it was a different an issue that she was yeah. dealing with, you know. Steve the, Martin was, era, the one of them had already she moved was already out. gone. Yeah. She was with yeah.
1: Ashton Adver- Advertising Agency.
2: Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then also I liked that this had very very little care about. Oh God, we got to keep the daughters away from boys, yeah. and he's even like called out for it by the youngest little twin girl who's like, this is sexist. You can't tell her She can't date. And he's like, you're right. None of you can date girls or boys. And I was like, all
1: right. One, one thing I did like is all the kids response to him so often was just (laughs) boom,
2: which that, that felt right. That's right. Yeah, I did like that. Um, I think like my only other kind of like weird, Things where it's like, I wish a little bit more could have been done um, with their cousin and showing. The relationships he was building with the other kids not just the yeah. one kid so that the ending would have hit a little bit harder i think mm-hmm. because they all started saying stuff and i was like well i didn't see any of that right, though yeah. you know um and then the whole the other thing that i missed was i wish we knew a little bit more about zoe and what her dream and career yeah. mission is even if it is just making a nice life for my family she never really got to like She's clearly mad at him for not including her in the marketing, and right. but we don't really know. Like, did she have a job that she gave up? Does she yeah. want to even do these things? Well, like, you know, and I
1: think that some of that is in subtext. Where you know, you see for the restaurant when she comes in, when before they start dating, and it looks right. like a, a you know a, a shitty diner. Yeah, and then the the place that they run looks really fucking hip and really mm-hmm. like cool. And I think that that's it's implied that that's all her.
2: Yeah. I agree, but yeah, I just wish I knew or that she had a little bit more going yeah, on for no, herself during right. the movie. Yeah. I mean she has these things with the other moms, like but it's kinda of like eh, whatever. Yeah. you know.
1: Yeah. Abby Elliott and June Diane Raphael. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah, pretty funny. Um you have a you have notes on the children?
2: Just fun facts because obviously they're all still children yeah. and this movie was basically made like yesterday. They could have had a yesterday. traumatic
1: experience yesterday. We it could done. be. <laughs>
2: um DJ Andre Robinson is the voice of Donnie McStuffins, not Doc. So I'm guessing it's Doc's brother or something. Um, Harish Aryan Simhadri is the star of the Disney Plus or Disney Channel. I'm not sure original movie Spin um, oh. about the Indian DJ girl. Oh, one. you probably. I don't think it's yeah. on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus, oh, but okay. it might not be a Disney. It's not a Disney Plus or a, original. Then Justin <laughs> wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Um, Deja, Journey Brown, she is best known for being on Orange is the New Black as the young version of Janelle. Ella, Kylie Rogers, uh, I'm sure we'll all be terrified of her soon because she's in the next upcoming Ari Aster movie. Oh, um, the, oh. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harley, Kaylee Uh, is... I, yeah, Harley. Um, and she... I was wondering, because I looked, I wanted to know if she was really in a wheelchair or what, you know, I think we're we're past the glee days or whatever, but (laughs) (laughs) um, she, she uh, is sometimes, but um, she has a prosthetic below the knee on one leg, um, and uh, she lost it to childhood cancer, uh, yet she is, she plays like every sport and is a champion in like ice skating and like one leg Amazing. gymnastics which i didn't even know was a thing but it's its own like yeah wow. yeah uh, for gymnastics but harder legs. yeah um so yeah uh, this is her first role uh luna michelle michelle harris is one of the raven's home children <laughs> um, <laughs> luca leo abello um, Perry. I think that says. I can't read my own writing. He's a nine-year-old podcast host who is uh, podcasting about activism for kids, and he interviews other kids who are famous activists.
1: Turn this <laughs> off and go listen to that. podcast Among kids, yeah. my God. So
2: yeah. wow. you know, wow. he. I bet you he has a lot more <laughs> than yeah. we. Yeah,
1: have. that sounds Do- I'd amazing.
2: Say dozens more.
1: <laughs> I hear it's cheaper that way.
2: Yes. Uh, Bronx and Bailey are Sebastian and Christian Cote. And I think this is like one of their first roles. I think they were in monster land on Hulu. Mm, okay. um, and then Seth, Luke, Prale was in eighth grade. All right. I, I
1: did enjoy the twins being like, we would crush it to, at tennis
2: doubles. <laughs> <laughs> like You should reserve a court. Yeah, they did. They became the Venus and Serena. Yeah,
3: Yeah.
0: Those kids were funny. Um well, I don't know, Tyler. You got a rating system for it? Uh
1: I mean, I don't think this is actually podcast podcast material, but it I, I'm just gonna say it aloud because that's how I'm feeling. Uh there was a study that was like one in eight dudes think that they could score a point on Venus or Serena. And the tweet that I saw was just like every single God. time Ted Cruz speaks, this is what I think of. <laughs> <laughs> God. so that's out there um <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's,
3: one
2: in eight yeah one in eight that is that's yeah right, Devastating. Uh, right? i that's, know that's I, and
1: I, I believe it oh my Good. god yikes um whew. uh rating system i ugh, we didn't talk about the dance off and i'm not gonna center this around that's that so bad um the yeah. I, well i mean how many viral sauces would you give <laughs> viral <laughs> sauces <laughs> would you give cheaper by the dozen 2022 oh
0: man uh you know what i i i think i'm gonna go and give this one six viral sauces <laughs> sorry
1: i did, this I, I,
0: did I did like i did like at the end that they changed the the, the sauce label to have the entire family yes. on yes that was nice even seth isn't because even part of the seth family. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I I don't think that, uh, this is like the greatest family movie of all time. It's not like a movie that I'd be like, oh my God, you got to rush out and see. But I do think that it gets a lot of points for me for the topics that it covers. Uh, you know, the very, the very modern and of the now like, um, social issues that it, it, it goes over and it's, and in my opinion, it's not just like, it's not just like a quick gloss over. It's like mm. multiple times during the movie, they really dive into these things. Um, and I think that is a great thing for families to be seen nowadays, especially, you know, kids kids growing up, going to school and seeing seeing these type, you know, like more modern family reflected on screen, I think is a really big deal. Uh, and, you know, I've seen that this movie is getting lots of negative reviews, but- really. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, for what? Just being like, and kind, it, of, lame being
0: like, yeah, kind of lame and cheesy? Yeah. It currently has a
1: 3.9 on IMDb. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, which, which
2: like. Is it like the alt-right though? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Well, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting because uh, I, I do think, you know, film critics when they're reviewing stuff, I do think they look at just the movie in a silo. Like, what is this? Is this movie right. good? And I do think it, what's interesting about what we do here is that we're really like looking at the totality of the franchise and how it's progressed and evolved
2: and trying to talk about what it could mean in a societal context, yes. to the best we can, because well, yeah, obviously none not, of us are black, none of us come from divorce, and yeah. we're just you know doing the best. I we do can. think
0: I do think that the, the Wikipedia says like generally negative reviews, but that some people have uh, praised its like social. I issues. think exactly. I think that
1: that's the reason that I wanted to bring up kind of like my initial reaction to it and really discuss it because I it was like oh it's like it's overly schmaltzy or you know whatever it was. But I, I I don't think that it's any different than the the Steve Martin movies, mm-hmm. and we gave the, I, I I think that those were fine. It was like oh yeah, it almost felt like a nineties like an eighties movie. Like yeah, that that's what's going on here, and I, and I think that it's executing those exact same tropes and that feeling, which I think that most film critics are dudes who look like me, um, yeah. and I, I think that. That's the wrong, I think that that level of cynicism and that level of, well, it's not doing enough or it's not doing this thing is kind of how we're in this boat. Um, And that sentimental, objectively good values being put out there in this sort of story is something that movies have always done. And we've lost the flavor for it uh, in the past 20 years because the budget's not there because like, there's literally the financial incentive for making movies like this is has cratered. Um, yeah. And I am excited for streaming services, especially, in, it seems like Disney, this is a business model that they're looking into, um, to, to kind of put these types of grounding narratives out there that they're jumping off points. Uh, for people that might not be curious otherwise. Um, And I think that there's something really valid about that. I wouldn't say that that was my experience while I was watching the movie, but as uh, afterwards I was like, well, why do I feel this way? (laughs) How many viral sauces? Uh, (laughs) Do you want to go? Go ahead. Sure. Finish up. Um, I
2: think
1: I'm going to give it five viral sauces. I think that it is completely passable. Uh, on all of the the movie related reasons, and I think that the message that it's trying to it's it's family values uh, and it's the same family values and I think that's like how I felt about the other ones and what I want to um I think that my experience watching it was I was like well, this is a fucking like, like this is you know <laughs> right. and and I and I don't think that it's actually any different from those other movies right um.
2: <sighs> uh okay well, I'm talking think about your overall ranking of the five. Oh shit. Um, anyways, but I, um, am going to go even higher and give this one seven nice viral sauces. And yes, I'm a Disney shill, but I actually was before I ever worked there. So there's no, um, (laughs) there's no point in arguing that. So wait, (laughs) you
1: like the Zach Braff movie. The best is what you're trying to say. I
2: mean, honestly, (laughs) yes, but in spite, if, if it, if it wasn't, if he was doing something a little different or if it was not Zach Braff, I would go even higher. Yeah. Um, um, just because of the fact that this is acknowledging what it would actually be like and how someone in the real world would really end up with 12 kids. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like the biggest thing for me. And overall, I enjoyed it. There was a couple of moments where I like actually laughed out mm-hmm. loud. Um, yes. And um, yeah, there and there were some like really nice moments. These kids, a lot of them... Um, like i you know the the, what i just told you right now like they're not very like very very experienced uh child actors like these are all pretty uh new and pretty young kids and uh, they all got like a lot of good moments i think to shine um and uh yeah i i enjoyed it other than the like emasculation stuff honestly um but what I also want to say, too, is that like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a seven now on the scale of like all movies. But on the scale of <laughs> all cheaper by the dozen, I think it's like a nine or a ten, you know, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. like I'll go right into it and say that, like, I think this is the best one out of all yeah. five films. Yeah. Like if I had to watch one of these again like this or, or show this to anyone, this would be the one that I would show because it just that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, yeah it's just nicer and it doesn't have anything like hateful and horrifying, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, so this would be my top choice followed um, by bells on their toes because yep. I'm a freaking weirdo and I liked no, that I, one. I completely, I, agree. Agree. Okay. I completely agree. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah, because it was just cool seeing the mom move on from that asshole It tag. was a far <laughs> more interesting story. Yeah, and it was just, yes, it was extremely racist, but you know what? It had a song about beans. They were doing something different <laughs> yeah. and it was just weird as hell and I liked that chance that they took on mm-hmm. that and then I'll say um, the original movie because it's like an older weird movie oh, interesting. artifact interesting. and because it's like based on the real story of this real right, family yeah, yeah, that right. existed and the book uh, then I'll say Cheaper by the Dozen 2003 or the whatever original, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the, Steve, the Martin. Steve Martin first one which is just fine yep. you know, it's yep. just there and Hillary Duff is in it you know, <laughs> and then after that, cheaper by the dozen two, which is just a complete mess, and had a, a whole other family, and was a, and didn't didn't push anything in any way. Yeah. Had, they didn't move forward at all from the f- the first they one They
1: literally had the same like dog underwear meat joke. Right. I think that from what I'm yeah, hearing, yeah. that Justin and I are going to have the exact same ranking. Okay, go ahead. Almost as exactly as yours, but it is uh, the last two are going to be the original, and then cheaper by the yes. dozen two.
0: I would put the I would so put you would the the, Steve Martin above uh, the, original? the original. Yeah, uh, for me. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, me too.
0: Sorry, the original one. I just was
1: like, yeah, it was too old, f- <laughs> too
0: old fashioned.
2: Me. I just, mean, sometimes yeah. it's fun to just watch an old ass movie. I, I mean, mean, I, I mean, love is. watching old <laughs> ass movies,
1: but it's also one of those things where it's just like sometimes people didn't know how to make a movie. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. And and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was too much of an asshole. He. It's like. Too much of an ass. Wait, what? What happened? I mean, I think I just <laughs> went to, the bathroom. to be surprised, <laughs> and I just put
2: that above, like, that factor just puts it way higher for me. Yeah.
0: No deaths in this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, actually, there was a drunk driving death. That's right.
3: right.
2: Right, right. Off screen, thank God.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's going to bring us to the end
1: of the Cheaper by the Dozen series. Until Neil Blomkamp makes Chappie by the Dozen. <laughs>
2: I yeah, you know yeah. I, I Wait, do did think you, Did you want to check in with Reacher one last time? Oh
1: yeah. That's well, here's the thing that I heard about Reacher. My dad watched an episode. He liked it. <laughs> what? Which is Good which, Dad's which like is Reacher? which is universal for any dad. If you want to talk to your dad, you know what you can do? If you haven't talked to him in 20 years, call your dad up and be like, "Hey, you watch Reacher?" And he'll be like, "Sure did, son."
0: <laughs> I I do want to leave you guys with one uh review from a 17-year-old kid. On the Common Sense Media. Oh,
2: God. Oh, God, already.
0: Two star. It's on the front page of Common Sense Media.org. This is going to
1: make me sad. Can we skip it? It says,
0: Cousin Seth knows the devil. It says, (laughs) in all caps, this movie, let's just say, is terrible. I think that if you let your kids watch this, they will easily become influenced by the character Cousin Seth. He is weird. And then it says, I know someone who ran away because Cousin Seth did on Cheaper by the No! <laughs> I was like, it just came out. Someone saw that and was like, I'm gonna run away just like that guy. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I'm also
1: stealing money from my family's <laughs> yes. breakfast restaurant.
2: I know. That kid's weird. Cousin Seth knows the so, devil.
1: Sounds like somebody had some feelings for Cousin Seth. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I nice mean, stuff. he does have like a mysterious alien, yeah. like Lord of the Rings kind of look, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. He's a unique looking kid. Um, but I also did like, too, that anytime Dom, the uh, biological dad, tried to like bring in some sort of toxic masculinity yeah. idea, everyone shut him down yeah, immediately. Like, no, yeah. The he's entire like, nope, family nope, was like, nope, we're nope. not doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were like, he's like, he's wearing eyeliner. And Gabriel Union was like, sweet. Yeah. He, did a, he did a
1: great smoky eye. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: that
2: was funny. So. All right. Well,
0: I think that's it for cheaper by the dozen. We, uh, don't know yet what's coming up next, but there's been already lots of conversations about random things, so just stay tuned. Secret.
2: Or send us your suggestions. Send yeah. us those suggestions. You could turn the tide. You
0: could. You could. It tell just us, takes one person to be like, yeah. This?
1: Tell us what franchise you want to talk about. Tell us why you ran away just like Cuff and Seth. <laughs> <laughs> we, want we, want yeah, we, we want to know.
2: Yeah, we want to know. What
1: about that just inspired you?
2: Also, I don't know how the hell he got all the way from Calabasas down to uh, First that, and Whittier. That, that was fast. That was fast.
1: <laughs> he got on one of those bird scooters.
0: Right. I also love that the car they drive just looked like a straight up work truck. Yeah. It <laughs> was not a nice, not a nice thing. Plowing service. Um. <laughs> Good
2: one. Um, all right. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, so email us your yeah. suggestions, sequelrights at gmail.com or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And rate and review
1: us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to us or tweet out one of your favorite series that we've done in the past. Uh, if you're out there playing Elden Ring, go back and listen to our Highlander series. Yes. I highly recommend it. Or <laughs> Dragonheart.
3: There you go. Okay. That's perfect.
0: All right. Well, stay tuned to our socials. We will be back soon and see you guys then.
3: Let's bottom to the top Me and my cool Sitting on the edge of the world Can't beat this view They could give me the universe You're my name.